whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Edmiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Percy, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the Nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us this this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF of the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here. Miss Clapp is uh, vacationing. It's an endless vacation for, for Ann. She, uh, she's beaching it, and... Uh, Got Brother Rufus here this morning. Paul McKenzie is with the Vance County and the Henderson, the Vance County and Warren County Extension Service, based in Henderson and Warrington. And Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery, is uh, with us this morning. We're at the Man Show, and it's opened up, so everybody's cranking up their whatever they got <laughs> this morning. Hey, they've got some gossips here. Tell yeah, you that. yeah, there's going to be a wrestling match. No boxing uh, here. Uh, Rufus is a member of the Boxing Hall of Fame, but you were a wrestler. Yeah, I, I, I wrestled at weight 159, and in the words of the old Bible, I have waxed and grown strong. Was that, was that uh, 
heavyweight, middleweight. Uh, well, that would be, that would be middleweight type. And Josh was talking a while ago about yeah, in high school, and it's it's sort of a you you want to get one lower weight so that you you have a, a little advantage, but you got to think about it. The other side is doing the same thing, and That's I right. remember walking around uh, spitting all the time or anything like that just to lose weight. And it, it wasn't a healthy thing that you did because you I, I was down to skin and bones. Yeah. But I did win. I had a my you were fav- all state. My favorite. I was state champion. My 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 key was a standing switch takedown. You got two points for taking somebody down, and if if somebody was on the bottom and came up, they got one. So I sort of figured it out. Take them down and let them up. Take them down and let them up. Is that what you do out in front of the Edmonston building now? <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Rufus, uh, I, I, you were on Facebook. I showed you. Uh, yeah. Your new law partner is that's alleged. That's not true, though, is it? No, it's it, it's it, it's a very unique gentleman. Uh, I do seek advice. I'm, I'm going to seek advice from him. He tells me that he is uh, an architect. And he used to be a server at Humble Pie. And he has a mohawk that is the biggest mohawk that could kill you, I've ever I think. seen. Uh, well, if he, he were to. If he headbutted you. Headbutted, he could take on one of those uh, wild buffalo. <laughs> well, we need to get you. We need to, to get you set up with an appointment uh, that you, somewhere there's bound to be some headgear like that that we could fit you uh, for. Uh, a your Christmas Christmas party, maybe. And a singlet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's on Facebook. I, I, I took a reporter's perspective. R- Rufus saw it and says, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I, I, I He's better, looking for a good lawyer. I better get another <laughs> lawyer. But but we uh, we sort of had a verbal agreement. Right. I, I, I gave you I asked if I, you know, I said, you send it to me, and I'll put it on Facebook. And you said, fine. Yeah, that was uh, implicit agreement. There were no witnesses, however. Yeah. <laughs> neither, so, neither one of us would hold up in court. Yeah, yeah. We'll settle out of court then. I'll, so let's settle out of I'll court. I'll buy you a hot dog. I think it's a funny, funny, funny thing on the Facebook. Take a look at it, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I put it on the, my Facebook page and also the Weekend Gardener Facebook page, so. Paul, you'll, I'll, I'll show it. I to saw you. it. Yeah, oh, you've already it's, seen yeah, it. Yeah, okay, it, well. it's. I, you're you're showing your reporter chops, man. I, you know, it's just uh, I, we had to we had to really dig into this. I mean, you're a true journalist. Well, I'm <laughs> I, I'm true something. Not sure what it, at at this point in my life. Phil, you're, uh, a, you're a true gentleman. Yes, no, I, I I can be, and uh, as a Josh knows I can't be sometimes. <laughs> well, we're all like that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we are. Hey. We are. Hey. So uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. What, what's going on uh, at Campbell Road Nursery, Phil? You have sales, sales, sales. Lots of sales. We do. And um, we'll just, just stay tuned to our Facebook page because we're keeping it updated uh, daily. And we're having new sales daily and changing things around and moving uh, lots of new uh, varieties out uh, right now. So uh, we're uh, doing really well. It's, I know it's been hot. We've got 
plenty of ice water. Today's a good day to, to be out, though. The humidity's a little lower. The temperature's a little lower. So come on out and take advantage of all the, the good sales that are going on. I mean, some excellent sales. Yeah. Um, you but, always have excellent sales. <laughs> well, thank you. One of my, we've got some really nice hydrangeas out now. We've got um, our fruit trees are on sale for half price. And actually, a couple of them even had had apples on them. I saw that yesterday. Um, we've got um, um, good grief. We got tons of stuff. We got tomatoes, tomato plants with tomatoes on them back there in the cold frames. And that's the other thing. We've been letting the uh, public go all over the nursery and visit um, the growing area, and that's something we haven't done. Well, too I mean, much it's in a village. It really is a village right. there. So we like for them to see. Uh, everything that we have because we can't we can't bring everything out. We don't have yeah. the space. So you got tours going on now. Is that kind of sort of? You got a lot of happening. you got a lot of golf carts around there. So you're right. taking people on tours. Right. That's good. Right. We're just trying to be really careful so they don't fall and that sort of thing. Well, well, well. If you're wanting to shop local, if you're wanting to support North Carolina farmers, the the North Carolina nursery industry is part of that. Yeah. And so you need to go Big. out and, and you need to visit your local homegrown, uh, family-owned nursery and, and support those folks. And, and you're probably going to get you're going to get good advice. You're going to get knowledgeable uh, people that know North Carolina growing conditions, that are horticultural experts, um, that can really help you out and steer in the right direction, have great variety, yeah, all those things. And you might be Thank able to you. meet Rufus at, at one of these places. That's he hangs right. out at at nurseries a lot. That's right. Kind of. So one of my favorite. Get away from my law practice. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, the great uh, Tim Valentine, Congressman Valentine. I remember him sitting at his office one time, and he says, he's looking back at those law books. Hated them. Uh, well, well, you know, Mike, they, they did publish an article on you and me in the North Carolina Bar Association Journal and gardening, and I had a number of comments from lawyers saying it was so peaceful to read something in the law journal besides <laughs> not about the law besides law <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, i'm sure it is i can probably get a little boring but uh, you know one of my going back to gardening a minute on uh, one of my favorite things um is blooming right now i think people either love them or they don't like them at all and that's gardenias um I've got a couple of oh, like I love old, How old, can anybody dislike gardenias? Well, yeah, people, how could they? Some people don't like them, but um, I've got two old, old timers. I mean, I don't even know what kind they are. They're just like the original uh, that we planted 50-some years ago, and they're they're com- they're just full of buds and blooms right now. I mean, are you selling gorgeous. cuttings from it? No, I haven't. I guess we should try to. Yeah, you ought to try that. Try to root some because they're really pretty. I mean, they just do well. I haven't done one thing to that bush. I mean, is it a double bloom? Yes, it's beautiful. I mean, it's a really old fashioned. It's really, an old time. You really should do that. You ought to write that down. You got that that seed can, uh, tomato seed variety. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all really ought to do that. And that you know, things like that are special to, well, to have something that that Phil Campbell grew or or something that came down the line from a family member. Well, Did your daddy plant that? No, actually, um, a guy that was our um, our Sunday school teacher for a long time um, uh, gave us this when we moved in the house, and it's, so it, that was like in 1970, 71, 
So it is, I mean, it's, all, it's just been sitting there, and the, the wisteria tried to take it over, and we got the wisteria out of it, and it's just, it's just been so great. It's right below the bedroom window, and I open the window and can smell it when it's on it. cool mornings. That's that it. It's just great. That's one of the wonderful things about this time of year. Now, how would we go about making a cutting? Holy, not of, right of now. A, of a gardenia. Um, you know, I'm going to have to do some trials on that. I mean, we've got some cuttings that Lane did, um, but he did them back in, the, I guess, in the winter. He did some cuttings on some um, Acuba that he saw in Cary that are just really different. Uh, it was uh, one of those lots where they're tearing down the old house. What's and, different about them? Um, it was the coloration on it is totally totally different it's not wow. a solid green and it's not the not the old timer that you see but um i'll show it to you yeah you come out it's, it's pretty neat we're uh, something for shade gardeners there yes yes and uh that's another thing that you know i never my mom and dad and and i've got one of those right beside the gardenia and i've never had any problems with them and a lot of people you know have problems with black, the black uh, the black spot all over yeah, them. some kind of fungus right on them. right and there's well it's amazing that, that yours is resistant or well i don't have it and there's one um right there behind my office that never seems to Does have it any get a little problems. more sun doesn't get any sun doesn't get any sun it doesn't get any sun but it's probably pretty dry i think that might be one of the one of the reasons you yeah. might you might try layering it I, i'm i'm gonna do that to one okay. put pull a limb down right. put some dirt on it put a, a brick on the top of it right right and, and start and, from there and the fig tree the fig tree is full of figs i mean just full of figs well, so I had some good eating yeah. there, just kind of pick I, one off. And yeah, it is. I've been so perplexed about the last year, all the leaves dropped off on my fig trees, and they weren't supposed to drop off at that time. And I'm having a very hard time finding any little figs coming, in, and it looks healthy as can be. Well, what, you know, ha what has happened? I don't know. You know, one of, my, one of the limbs, it's very obvious when you look at the tree, the whole tree, one of the limbs that's coming out looks like the leaves are uh, look stressed on it. They're not yellow or anything, but they look smaller. And then I looked at the figs, and it's got a ton of figs on that on that one limb. And it's a big limb, but um, it's probably eight, ten feet long. But um, I'm, that limb's going to die. I mean, it's got to be old wood, and that limb is going to die because it's shooting out all those figs. They look really weird. And the leaves look really weird. So wow. it's just, it's some old wood. I'm going to have to cut it out. The rest of the tree's fine. Yeah, the tree, tree will try to fruit as much as it can yes. in response to stress. It wants to put everything it can in to try to reproduce before it, before it gives in. But I got to say, figs are probably the easiest fruit crop to yeah, grow. They are. Um, and I, 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 I don't think I've ever had in my, you know, 20 plus years of an extension agent. I, I can't remember ever hearing someone calling about an insect or a disease problem on a fig. Now they'll get, you know, killed back by a hard winter, uh, but they, they come most back. of the time they sprout right back. Yeah. Right. And um, 
you know, and the birds. And, and not everybody's a fan of figs, but uh, if you're looking for an easy fruit crop, that, that's about as easy as it gets. There's no specialized pruning. There's no spraying. It's just plant, easy to propagate. Um, oh, my goodness, yeah. 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 So. yeah. Did you ever check out George's, the uh, roast grill, George, uh, his the one that came from Greece. No, I really, I really want to do that. I, I, I want to, I want to have a George fig tree from Greece. Yeah. It's funny you asked that because I rode by there the other day and I, I tried to, when I went by, I was looking and trying to see around back as much as I could because you there weren't any cars. It. But you couldn't, yeah, you no. couldn't see it. So I have to go try, yeah. try to check it yeah. out. And they are so easy to root. I mean, my right. God, just, just get a cut off of about a six, eight, six inch thing. Stick it in a pot, water it a little bit, there right. they go. I've got plenty of people that say that they've got figs that came from my house that have been four or five years old and putting fruit on. Yeah. All right, uh, we're at the Man Expo. It's open now. We're in the Graham Building. Come by, lots of things uh, going on in here today. And uh, 919-860-9783. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. It's 1023. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're at the Man Expo at the Graham Building at the State Fairgrounds. And Rufus, Vicky, Miss Vicky, the, the ring finder, is, uh, is on with us. Morning, Vicky. Good morning. We were so glad to, to meet you last week at Bell's Carpets, and I know Rufus was. Oh, man, well, well you, you uh, I said, this is the day I have long sought and wept that I found it. <laughs> of course, uh, when you, you first presented the uh, little bag, I thought, well, she's very nice bringing me a pair of glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and then you said, reach down in there, and I, and I had this little heart flutter because I felt the ring. I knew that was it. And then what joy, because it, it, it renewed my faith in mankind. And why don't you briefly tell the audience how, how you came about finding my ring? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, it was totally my pleasure meeting all of you last weekend. So thank you. Um, my daughter actually is the one who found the ring. And I'm going to say it was about two years ago uh, in the parking lot of a Dollar Tree. And she didn't know what to do with it and threw it in a drawer in her dresser, I guess, or a junk drawer. It might have even been a junk drawer that she just put it in. And uh, two weekends ago, my oldest son, well, Marcus, uh, was at her house, and uh, he was playing with the children, and they were having a good time, and they went to look for something in there. And one of the smaller children said, oh, what's this? And Marcus picked it up and he went to my daughter and said, where did you get this? And she said, I found it at a Dollar Tree. And she said, you can have it if you want it. So he came home the following day and showed it to me. And I looked at it and I was like, Marcus, this definitely has to belong to someone. And I said, look at that. I said, that's a boxing ring, Hall of Fame ring. I said, that whoever this belongs to, I'm sure, has really been missing it. And he said, well, how are we going to find out who it belongs to? And there was a name on the outside of the ring that I didn't recognize. Um, and I apologize, Mr. Rufus. That's all <laughs> I right. I didn't know about your, your wonderful background in government and all of that. So 
I did some research on that name. And then when I was looking on the inside of the ring, I saw that there was a, a very faintly etched first name that said Rufus. And I was like, holy cow. I told my son, I said, look at this. I said, this is the man that I think owns this ring. And I pulled up Rufus's picture and I showed him all the different things about his history and um, his work in government and that he was an attorney now. And um, it, it was just it was just amazing. It really was just amazing to share that with my son, first of all. So when I told him that I was going to meet with you guys last weekend uh, and that Rufus didn't know anything about me having the ring, his um, his assistant, Cheryl, did know. Um, she contacted me through an email that I had sent, and I think they thought I was a little bit kooky. But <laughs> <laughs> um, So... That's really, that's how it happened. I went to the gardening show last weekend at the carpet store and um, met Rufus and Cheryl and Mike Raley and some other folks there. And um, it was a thrill for me to be able to get that back to you. It really was. Well, it was a renewal in the faith of mankind because you went the extra step. And I will always remember you, Vicki, and for your graciousness. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I really do... um, I do believe that there's a lot of good people out in the world that just... Um, yeah, and your family's you among share. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. So stay in touch, Vicki. I and, will, uh, sir. And, I and listen, listen to the so show. Sir? I and listen to the show. Yes, I have. I've been enjoying it this morning. Thank you so much. And I hope you all have a great weekend. I hope you do, too. God bless you, you, sir. Thank you again, Vicki. Hey, God bless you. You're welcome. Take care. (laughs) All right. Uh, More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. We're at the Man Expo at the State Fairgrounds in the Graham Building. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, it's 1034. We're at the Man Expo at the State Fairgrounds in the Graham Building with the WPTF Weekend Garden. You know, our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited in Raleigh and Carrie have a nice prize pack for you to, to win. Uh, I believe you can, still, you can still go to WPTF.com and uh, registered win a hopper bird feeder, five pounds of their famous no-mess seed, and birds of Carolina field guide uh, prize pack uh, from Wild Birds Unlimited. You know, the uh, it's really gotten hot. Start worrying about your battery. People <laughs> people worry about their batteries. It's not the cold weather that affects batteries as much as it is the hot weather. And you're sitting out there idling, sitting in the driveway or sitting at a, just idling and that alternator and battery are having to work really hard in all that heat doesn't work very well you need to get the the battery and a lot of other things your your brakes checked out your belts and hoses and fluid levels you just don't want to get stuck out someplace with uh, problems tire problems get your tread depth checked uh, you want a you want a car to, or vehicle to handle well, and uh, so so do that. Go to King's Auto Service to get all of that done and more. I mean, they can fix anything. Uh, they they've also come up with something. They've come up with a system 
you hear, hearing about all of these catalytic converters, especially on some of the hybrid vehicles, for some reason, the, with the placement of them, they're easy to steal and they can be stolen in, you know, in 20 seconds or 30 seconds, a minute. And uh, it's very, you know, it takes a couple of thousand dollars to replace them. So you want to make sure you, you don't get that done. There are precious metals inside of the catalytic converters. They have a cover that they can, I don't know if they weld it. We're going to talk uh, maybe next week to, uh, to the folks at King's Auto about it and uh, find out more, more about that system. But you can also have that done. So there are certain there's some vehicles that are a little more susceptible than others, but check that out. And uh, you know if you have a uh, Toyota Prius, some other hybrid vehicle, you can also get that high voltage battery pack checked out. Uh, you know they they don't last forever. Some of them last a really long time. Sometimes around uh, 150,000 miles, uh, you need to start really checking. That's kind of the average time when these battery packs go out they can be quite expensive so they can give you a replacement uh, for less than the dealer can and so call king's auto on monday schedule a courtesy battery analysis schedule some preventative maintenance lots of things with king's auto service and king's correct lube you can get your oil change there Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Now, what are, uh, Paul, I, I know there are a lot of things that, that y'all get calls about. At uh, now Do y'all have a, a Master Gardener hotline? I know Wake County is, has always had that. Many counties do. We do not in Vance Warren, um, so you get to talk to either me or, or my, my colleague, Wayne Rowland, uh, and, and we'll uh, do our best to give you the information you need. But regardless of what county you're in, uh, there's an extension office you can call and, and get get the kind of answers you get here on, on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Yeah. Um, good, unbiased, uh, accurate information. You so. get out a lot, you and Johnny uh, both, and what are you all hearing from from the, the, you know, the regular old homeowner about their uh, landscape and garden right now. Yeah, well, one of the, the things folks start to notice this time of year is, is spots on leaves. Um, like of, of Ornamental plants, um, you know, just fungal leaf spots, bacterial leaf spots. And for the most part, on, on your, your shrubs and your ornamental trees, those really aren't too much of a concern. They're really just kind of a cosmetic issue. It's rare that uh, just having a few spots on a leaf is going to cause any serious health problems for the plant. So for the most part, you can just ignore those. Um, it's more just of kind of an appearance issue. You know, if it really bothers you, if it's a key part of your landscape and you want to treat it, uh, you know, a general purpose fungicide would be fine. Um, but for the most part, you can just kind of let that stuff go and um, it's not going to affect the health of the plant. Yeah. Um, of course, we're always getting questions about lawn weeds, um, so or bare spots in lawns, or uh, you know that kind of thing. Why is my lawn dying? Uh, of course, the so soil sampling is so vital, um, and uh, 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 you know folks uh, may want to consider that have been battling tall fescue, trying to keep a, a good tall fescue lawn going. 
they may want to consider converting to a warm season grass. And you can do that this time of year, either from seed or sod. I, I personally like um, centipede grass, zoysia grass, and Bermuda. I think those are all three good choices for this part of the state. Need l- you need at least six hours of yeah. sunlight. And they all have pros and cons. You know, yeah. there's no there's no perfect grass for North Carolina. I, I tell folks if you wanna if you wanna have a a, a a beautiful easy care lawn, you need to either move north or south. Yeah. <laughs> you need you either need to move New Jersey or Florida. Um, it, this is just kind of a tough area for lawns. It is, and, and the centipede normally will not grow in shade. Right. But there's a guy, right. there's a gentleman in my neighborhood, and I walk, it's on my walking route, and I had noticed that, I said, that looks like a warm season grass. I said, it looks like centipede. It'll it'll grow in dappled shade. I mean, yeah. Like if well, you're getting some real, dappled this sunlight. Is, he doesn't get a lot. I mean, he's he's got just a tiny bit of sunlight that uh-huh. peeps in there but i mean it's not thick right. but it's growing it's it's really amazing yeah. and he's he's trying to put in some seeds too he planted some seed but uh friends the zoysia and centipede seed are, are going to take a while to if you're trying to grow it by that it's it's a long long process sure you're much better with if you get sod for right right for sure and the thing is that people need to remember about sod is you've still got to do all the soil preparation yeah. you know you can't skip on that just because you're you're you know you got to make soil contact of course you already got the roots there with sod yeah so that helps but you got to make soil contact yeah and that soil has got to be tilled up and loose just yeah. like if you're creating a seed bed it's much better product now the the bermuda is going to if, if, if that's if you want bermuda and want something to grow quickly they Bermuda seed will establish mm-hmm. a lot more quickly than most of them, yeah. but it can be very invasive. Yeah, into uh, like I said, it, it, it's all trade-offs. There's no perfect grass yeah. for North Carolina. Um, now, the one thing about Bermuda grass is you can manage it. You know, it, it will creep into your flower beds. It'll creep into your, you know, your vegetable garden. But but there are things you can do to manage that. You yeah. can you can maintain a, a kind of a border area. There are some over-the-top herbicides you can use for grass control that work very well on Bermuda grass. So it, it's very manageable. Yeah. Centipede, uh, once a year you you, you just uh, fertilize, whereas with the zoysia and Bermuda, they, they need They're, more. Yeah, Bermuda nitrogen. especially is a heavy feeder, and you know, you're going to be spending a good amount of time on the mower for those things and during the summer. And be careful with uh, the centipede if you try to find something that, that is made for centipede because it's going to have very low nitrogen right absolutely yeah so well if, if all of that fails that you all were talking about you know what i'm going to say yeah throw out a little clover and you can watch the bees uh, be able to pollinate yeah. everything and that puts nitrogen back in the soil it and I, I, it. I people do talk to me paul a great deal about it. you always harping on on clover well some yards like like mine, uh, they were ruined at one time, and I would have to use tractor-trailer loads of chemicals and stuff to kill the the chickweed and all the stuff that a man brought one time when he brought me two or three uh, dump trucks full of chicken manure. And one of those uh, Chatham County boys. And so I decided I I couldn't do that, and so I just sow a little bit of clover each year, and a, a, a little bit of grass seed. And it's just as green. It's beautiful to to look at. Beautiful to walk Smells on. Smells good. And uh, 
Well, every- and no, and out, out at the house, they all you all you uh, master gardeners didn't have any bad thing to say about it. No. How could we have anything bad to say about the you, Rufus? Anyway, uh, uh, especially when you're feeding us. <laughs> <laughs> and every now and then, I get questions about um, how to get rid of moss, and you know, my response is, well, "Why would you want to?" That could you know? be a great thing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's nice to. It's nice to if you have moss. It's nice to cultivate it some because mm-hmm. you can make it look even better mm-hmm. if you treat and it right. Most time where there's moss, grass is not going to grow well exactly. anyway. Exactly. Because there's right. uh, yeah. there's competition, there's uh, compaction, there is a lack of sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, if you've so got a good stand of moss, in my shade. opinion, it can look very attractive. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. But if you are trying to go grass and you've got a shady location you know you may be able to look at limbing up some trees taking off some lower limbs maybe strategically removing a a couple of trees to get more sunlight into that area and there is a some wonderful publications at turffiles.com it's a nc state maintained website gives you all the information you need about the, your lawn We've you're got hoping to grow calendars. lawn maintenance so. calendars how to how, what to do when and of course also the the venerable publication carolina lawns yeah, that's, get a pdf of that if you'd like download yeah. it mm-hmm. uh, or it's available there at any rate uh, for so many so many things uh you, we haven't mentioned the plant toolbox this morning that's right. Yeah, the NC State Extension Plant Toolbox uh, is a database of over 4,500 plants that are grown in North Carolina, trees, shrubs, flowers, etc. cetera, uh, growing characteristics, cultivar recommendations. It's searchable. Uh, you can look for plants that fulfill a certain characteristic or a certain need in your landscape. You can find about common issues with those plants. So it's a, a wonderful, wonderful tool for folks to use. All right. I think I think we have Adrian from Randleman. Yes. Thank you. I apologize for going so long. Uh, do you know Richard Petty? Uh, I know of him. I oh, okay. I didn't know if you were sitting sitting in the King's Yard right now. I was I was hoping to. Uh, so, how can we help you this morning? Um, well, I'm here as tutor now. So if you hear, I kept waiting out the car. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, well, give our best to everybody there at Harris Teeter. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a question. I remember Ann talking about, we have a very old rose bush that's probably about 80 years old. And my daughter, my mom brought it from Ohio many years ago. And my daughter and her husband are selling the house. And we understand that it's been there too long to try to move it. So she's going to try to take cutting to root. And I thought I remembered Ann saying one time about using peat moss. Uh, so what are your suggestions about how to do this? Rooting a rose bush? Uh-huh. A very old one. It's one that has a wonderful fragrance. You know, the ones now you don't have fragrance. <laughs> yeah, not, all, some of them you don't. I know the tea hybrids, uh, yeah. quite often you get that great, they're a little, little pickier. As long as it's not grafted, you should be able to take a cutting but I'm not sure what the best time of year to do that would be, Phil. Well, when do you, I, when do you take cuttings from roses? Time of the year. Okay, you're going to be selling the house soon. Oh, okay. I, 
I would take cuttings. I, I, I'll check with Lane really quick if you want to keep listening. But um, okay. I would take. Yeah, by the time you make it past the produce section, yeah, maybe we'll yeah. get you an answer. I'll take. I would take cuttings. <laughs> I would take cuttings a little bit later, and I would also not just use peat moss. I think I would make get a is little peat bit more moss, sand. Yes, peat. What yeah. Ann was uh, saying is use that real fine sand, like for right. for uh, sandboxes. Right. So that and uh, peat moss mixed. Mixed. Right. Right. So I would not. I don't think peat moss by itself. Is going to work. I think you're going to have to have something with a little more consistency. And a plastic uh-huh. cup is just as good as any, <laughs> as long as it has a drain yep. in it. And and I I've had luck rooting roses by putting a very minuscule amount of, of fertilizer in in the solution when I do it. And but a, the a sand little, is the key. A little bit of grow, uh, growth hormone too, rooting hormone. Right, um, right. You can buy that, and um, look, but let me check really quick for you, and if if you'll just listen, we'll uh, we'll uh, try to give you an answer on that. Oh, okay, okay. never mind. <laughs> just got an answer. <laughs> okay. Lane, um, listening? No, actually, that was Dan from the fairgrounds. Oh, okay. He does yeah. the fairground gardens. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. Um, he said fall, and that's kind of what I was like. You have to. So what is she going to do in the meantime? Off. She said they're going to sell the house. What? what? Can you? Are you moving out of town? I mean, could you could you come get well, permission from? Well, they're moving the, into the same city, but I mean, I don't know if who's Could she get permission from the buyer to come back maybe in the fall and get a cutting? No. When There's when no are they going to move? When? They're, well, they're signing the house, their new house, on the 14th, and their their house will go on the market immediately on the 15th. Well, I would try to go down the stem. Maybe get about uh, go about a foot and a half to two feet down, so you don't get the new growth, the little tender new growth, and um, get just get three or four good stems, and then cut those stems um, in in pieces. It's kind of hard to tell you over the phone, or over the radio, but you need to cut yeah. them in pieces, and then just try. You'll have lots of cuttings that you can trial. Yeah, and don't put them in full sun. You know, find a nice shady area for yeah. them. Yeah, and and don't keep yeah. them. You need to keep them moist, but not soaking, soaking wet, or they'll rot. Yeah, I don't well, understand why you. My daughter had. Oh, my daughter had been getting information online. I said, "Well, let me call them." But they somebody had said online about using like two two liter drink bottles and. Put them in a flower pot with enough soil around uh, beyond the, their drink bottles. So I guess they're putting their drink bottles over their rooted stem in the soil, whatever the preparation. They're making do. a little greenhouse. Yeah, they're making a little greenhouse just to keep them moist, and that's fine. Um, that could potentially help keep in a high humidity environment. Um, but, uh, yeah, the timing... Uh, you know, there's there's certain times of the year to take cuttings from certain species to get, you know, get good sure. results. Right. I would yeah, just take well. a two or three foot cutting though, right now, and and that way you'll get some of the older um, growth as well as as the newer growth, which um, you need the older growth and just cut those in pieces. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Older growth. So you use it. Get a long one. So you just take that one and cut it. Right, pieces. right. You can cut it one. maybe okay. in in four to five inch uh, little cuttings, 
and stick uh-huh. all of those. Yes. All right, Adrian. Well, you've been a big help. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, ma'am. Give out the rest of the king. Thank you, and I'm glad Rufus got his ring. I heard that. I am, too. Yeah, we, we are, we're all saying. happy about that. <laughs> okay, the Lord bless you. Thank you so much. You, too. Thank you. You know, while squirrels can be a big nuisance in the garden, they eat flower buds, they dig up plants, they chew on decks and outdoor furniture, they can be really annoying. So put a stop to squirrel damage with I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent. I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is a safe and effective way to keep squirrels from digging and chewing. It contains botanical oils and natural ingredients that squirrels just don't like. It's available in liquid and granular I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is effective and easy to use and it works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. You could spray I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent directly on buds and flowers or sprinkle the I Must Garden Granular Repellent directly into the soil of your flower pots to prevent digging. And you want to prevent squirrels from chewing on your trees, don't you? Well, spray the trees usually before they start leafing out is the best time. Now, I Must Garden Repellents are sold all over the Triangle and beyond. So look for I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as Town & Country Hardware Stores in the Triangle and Campbell Road Nursery in Raleigh, of course, the Garden Hut and Logan's, and uh, soon to be at Wumble's in Lillington. They're going to they're be carrying it. Be sure to check out the other I Must Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, moles, voles, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I Must Garden. For tips and more on getting rid of pests in your garden, visit imustgarden.com. Uh, it's 1053. You know, every time you buy a bag of black cow, they're helping the environment. Uh, you really are. The, the black cow process helps to repurpose manure. So it's environmentally friendly, beneficial for your garden and lawn. And black cow contains up to 10 times more nutrients and microbes and garden soils, and it helps to retain moisture, too. Your lawn, flower bed, and vegetable gardens will be off to a great start with Black Cow. Everything grows better with sun, water, and Black Cow. For more details, check out the website at blackcow.com. We'll be back. It's 1054. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And we've certainly run it into the ground today here at the Man Expo. But uh, Rufus and Cliff Joyner have a pact that uh, he reads every week here. Here we go from the Cliff Joyner book. Happiness is where we find it, very rarely where we seek it. Oh, Okay. That's uh, that, that's it. That's life in a nutshell. That's it. <laughs> Who said that? That that was by some anonymous. Well, yeah, Phil Cine. Okay, yeah, Cliff didn't say that. No, Cliff didn't Cliff say. Cliff never it. says any of this. All right. Well, we uh, we'll be back uh, next week. I believe we'll be in the studio next week, so there'll be a little more decorum and order. So, uh, oh, Phil, yeah, thank you. right. Yeah. Paul, <laughs> Paul, thank you, buddy. We'll, we'll be in touch. I'll worry the heck out of you to get back on. Uh, and, uh, Phil, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, Brother you. Rufus, thank you. All right. We love all of you. Sorry we couldn't get to everybody. Joe, we're sorry. Uh, the last person holding. Uh, thanks, Josh and Jason. We'll see you next week.